Hello, hello, hello. How is everybody doing? This is Joy, and this is the Joy of Social Work Podcast. (laughs) Thank you again for everyone who listens and who have, like, told a friend to tell a friend. I appreciate it. I appreciate all the support. Um, So, yeah, it is a nice day outside. Guess I should go outside today before the nighttime. Supposed to go roller skating, which is kind of going to bring me into what I want to talk about today. But uh, I need to do this first because that's a priority. So anyway, what has been going on in my life? Uh, Just out here (laughs) trying to survive. Um, It's been a really rough professional week I think for me realizing that not everybody has to do a thing to eat and I do because if I don't work I don't eat I don't have a place to live I don't have clothes you know me and my career or my career and I are one in the same and I need it to help me get to life you know through life and that's not everybody's situation and I think it's been a learning experience for me that not everybody gives a fuck. So where I'm like worried and stressed and, you know, trying to make the most out of what I do and and be available and present for people and just the best social worker I can be, especially because I work with children, not everybody else has that expectation of themselves and not everyone cares about these little munchkins because day rich I don't know whatever so that's just kind of where I am and other stories of life um yeah I feel like ain't 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 much going on it's been been kind of a boring time um yeah can't think of anything <laughs> like my life is boring maybe uh but it's April so next month is May May is a rough time for me um May to June, Mother's Day to Father's Day is really a bad time for me. So I'll probably be speaking to more towards that when we get there and um, how I really try every year to be like, oh, maybe it won't be so bad. And every year it's bad um, and like it gets worse. I remember the first time after my toe, why it's bad, Mother's Day, I feel like that's obvious. My mom died. So like uh, it's not my favorite of holidays. Um then also in May is now the, the anniversary of Rashim's death, May 26th. So that's like the newest of the, the things in that time. June 10th is the anniversary of my mom's death. June 12th is my dad's birthday and my parents' anniversary. And then Father's Day is like that following Sunday. So, yeah, just like a lot of things, all kind of in one time. I remember after my dad dying being like, ugh. I hate the month of June. And I had a friend that was like, don't say that. June is not that bad. And then my mom died in June. And I just like looked at her like, say something else about the month of June. And, you know, just get on. It just got work. So um, if people, and I don't know what it's called. I want to do some more research on it. But I don't know what it's called. But it's like when a time of year happens and it affects you and it, like your mood and your feelings and your, like some people get depressed because, like, a thing happened during this time. I don't really know what it's called. 
I'm sure that I should know what it's called, but it's like, it's a real thing. So like think about events in your life that have happened, that have been traumatizing and think about how you are around that time when like the anniversary of it comes up. It was something that, um, was I undergrad? I think I was in grad school and we watched this video and this child's father had died. He never knew his dad, but the dad died. And in October and every year in October, he would get in a lot of fights in school get suspended and the counselor at the school asked the mom like well what happened in his life in October and his mother was like nothing and then she's like are you sure like I know you said that your husband is his stepfather like just asking a lot of questions and the mom's like well his dad did die but he knows dad but even if though he didn't know him around this time everything was just like so difficult you know like sometimes I think I'm like oh well in March March sometimes is a hard time for me and both of my grandparents grandmothers died in March and like one of them I wasn't real close to but the other one I was and it was like her death was the first close death to me and that was like really really hard my mom's mom and so like March is like sometimes a weird time for me uh but May through June is usually a terrible time so yeah just you know stay tuned (laughs) So kind of what I want to get into, it's funny because um, my friends and I had recorded an episode, but it's, I don't even know what we were talking about. It was just a lot of shit. Um, but the my friend that does like my editing and stuff and makes this go on the internet, shout out to Christine. Oh, maybe I shouldn't say her name. I don't know. Well, anyway, she's had a lot of death lately and seems like everybody I know has had somebody die in the last two weeks and then another person died in or like in the last month and then someone else died in the last two weeks like it's just too much so um to edit all of that and to do all of that with everything that she's going on would be selfish of me and impossible for her to do like in you know with whatever is going on so She's like, can you just record another one? I'm like, sure, no problem. And I was like, what the hell am I going to talk about? So I wanted to talk about, my original idea was to talk about um, things you don't say to people who are grieving. But I really wanted to do that with one of my coworkers. So we met like the maybe my first two weeks of work and had some random conversations. And we found out both of our boyfriends died. And then it was just like weird because you don't usually meet people in their 20s and 30s who've had a partner die or well so I thought and then now I'm finding out so many more people have had this experience and I'm like what the heck like this is weird but anyway but I really wanted to do it with her and she's not here so I wasn't going to do that and then I thought about doing so I think I mentioned it in the why me episode which I think if you've not listened to you should because it kind of builds the basis for this podcast and like why I'm doing this so if you've not listened to the why me episode please check it out um it's a lot of crying so if you don't listen to it like when you're at work because people have done that and have been like I'm crying at work and I'm like I'm so sorry because it's a, a very emotional episode but I think I mentioned that there this book that I'm reading it's called um it's okay not to be okay And I think it's a really good tool for people who are grieving because it's not one of those like, oh, everything will be okay in like a month or everything will be great in a year. Like death happens in like, yeah, 
whatever, like be happy. They wouldn't want you sad. It's not one of those books. It's like real honest, like this shit is fucked up. It doesn't say it in those words, but like that's like the gist of it. Um, and it makes you feel as someone who's going to, through a loss that you're not crazy for feeling the way that you feel and that it's perfectly normal to be upset. And like, for me, I remember when Rasheen first died and when my parents died, like, Looking at God sideways, like, so what's, what's really good, homie? And, like, you know, she speaks to that. Like, people are, some people automatically go, like, well, you just got to pray and you got to do this and da-da-da-da. And it's like, well, I, I, I feel a little disconnected from this person who's supposed to keep me happy and these, these things safe around me. And now you've, like, ripped it away from me. And, like, how am I supposed to be okay with you? So it's it's a very honest book. I also think it's very it's a good tool for people who don't know what to say to people who have experienced the loss because I think we're taught like these cliche things that you hear from your parents or you hear from whoever you grew up with. It's like these very like, they're in a better place now. I'm sorry for your loss. I still don't know what to say. Like, I I don't think anything works. But I like I think like, I'm sorry for your loss is like usually like the go-to and maybe not as bad as some of the other things people do say to you. Um, but... Yeah, so there's like a section in the book that talks about like things you should say or should do. So I was going to go over that. But then <laughs> I posted a video on Instagram. So the video is from four years ago. So it's from 2014, like April 2014. So four years ago, like pretty much to the day. <laughs> and I was skating. I went to a skating party for my friend's birthday. And there was like a part that I was just like dancing. It doubled was recording me. And it was, I think it's like pretty hilarious because I was sober. I was just like having a good time. Like it was, I like look through pictures and videos and I'm like, I was really like really, really, really happy at a time. And like, I, you know, I remember when Rashim died, my old supervisor came to the wake and she was like, you still have such a beautiful smile, but I can see in your eyes that you're not happy. And sometimes like when I take pictures now, I'm like, oh, I just feel like I don't look the same. Like. Uh, I just like want to be like that happy again and like oh just like really be enjoying life but anyway I digress so I posted the video and I said like flashback Friday or whatever and so many people either text me or commented like oh you're so skinny you look so good oh wow you lost so much weight and I'm like did you not see the picture from like a week ago where I was not skinny and how you thought I lost all that weight in a week. But it was just, like, so confusing of, like, why do y'all think that this is now? Because I, you, whatever. So it, it, it brought me to being like, oh, let's talk about weight and weight loss and weight loss journeys. And the one that I've been on for the last, how old am I? 33, uh, I would say 25 years. Because, like, that's a real thing. Like, your weight, your struggle with body image is, like, real life. And it is a thing. You know, so I think people, going back, like, getting a little off topic. I think sometimes people think, I can only go to therapy if I want to talk about being, like, abused or being raped or being, having someone die or, like, wanting to kill myself. And, like, it's so much more than that. Sometimes it's like, I'm having a great life. And I just kind of want to share that with somebody who 
can like help me continue to talk about how great life is. And if something happens, like I'll have that net to like fall into or like you hate yourself or used to hate yourself and you don't want to hate yourself again. Like my case, like I feel like I used to like really not like myself because of more of the things like other people would say about me, family included, and like be like, "Mm." if all these people think all of these negative things about me, maybe I'm really ugly or whatever the case may be. So, you know, there's like several things. So this would be something that I could talk about in therapy. Um... Because, yeah, it's, like, real life. So, anyway, I posted this video, and I'm like, oh, man. Like, this was when I was so rewind. I have struggled with my weight my whole life. I was always, like, a big kid. I was, like, when a kid got mad at me. When I was a kid and kids got mad at me, they called me fat. Now, as an adult, when kids get mad at me, they call me fat. (laughs) This kid called me fat the other day. I'm like, oh, this still happens in my life doesn't affect me as much but like it does make you go maybe I do need to lose weight and not because I don't want people to call me fat I need to lose weight because I am probably getting more and more unhealthy and am not aware of it every day because I don't walk around with a a health tracking monitor on me which I would love because then I think it would reduce a lot of my anxiety if I knew that all the time my heart was beating like it should beat or like my lungs were doing what they should do or my other organs were like not failing but that's me and my own stuff in my head but anyway so what I, I don't remember like the very 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 first time that I like tried to lose weight but I remember being in high school and my mom was like a lifetime member at um, Weight Watchers. And she was like, you should join Weight Watchers with me. And I'm like 15, 16. I'm like, okay. Because I was over 200 pounds since I was in like the sixth grade. So I was like always a big kid. So we joined Weight Watchers. My mother loses her weight really fast. I struggled to lose like the last five pounds. And I don't know if Weight Watchers are still like this. But they made you lose like the... But when you first joined, you lose. They wanted you to lose ten percent of your weight. So it's like the first two numbers of your weight. I think. I think that's how it worked. And so I struggled, struggled, struggled to lose like the last five pounds, which is discouraging, especially as a child. And you're like, well, "Why am I doing this?" Because my fifty-something-year-old mother has now lost all of this weight, and I'm still like sitting here struggling. So it. I had like I always had an unhealthy relationship with food. I think once I learned that, like I was got an allowance, and so when I would get money, I realized that I didn't then have to eat the things at my house. I could like eat out a lot, and I would like sneak food as a kid and like hide food in my room and throw wrappers out the window. So if I, because if I put them in the garbage, then somebody would know I had it. Like it was crazy. Um, and probably, I probably should talk to somebody. Actually, you know what? My mother had me see a nutritionist when I was younger. My mother always would be like, maybe you have a thyroid condition because you shouldn't be this big because I don't cook bad food. But one, I didn't eat vegetables. Two, I drank a lot of juice and soda. Um, when I wasn't eating at home, I was eating like McDonald's and pizza and shit like that. Like I said, I was sneak food. So, like, I was gaining weight because I wasn't eating. I wasn't always eating just the things at home. I was eating other things. Um, and then, like, I feel like 
she probably cooked with a lot of salt, you know, like, you know, not that like my whole, my weight problems are not necessarily contributed to my mom, but like, I don't think like when she even would cook a vegetable, it wasn't like a fresh vegetable in its like most nutritious form, you know, like if it was a green, it was soaked in somebody's neck, <laughs> bone, whatever, like, hello, uh, black people, that's not, that's not the most healthier way to eat food, but anyway. So, whatever. So, I like saw a nutritionist. She forever tried to get me diagnosed with a thyroid condition. They're like, she doesn't have a thyroid condition. She's like, I just don't understand. And my mom would say things like, and like my dad was like, be like, whatever. Like, she just need to run around and it'll come off. So, he'd be like, I like played basketball and he would like take me to the park and be like, just run and whatever. But I just was still big because I was still eating. And. My mom was, now, you know, then I got to, like, the age of, like, oh, I like boys. Boys don't like me. And my mother would say, <clears throat> they don't like you because you're bigger, because you're pleasantly plump. Um, If you lose weight, boys will like you. So then I got in my head, like, oh, if I was skinny, I could get a boyfriend. But because I'm fat, I can't, I mean, like, just, you know, just fuck me up a lot. <laughs> so, whatever. So in high school and Weight Watchers. Like, lost maybe 20-something pounds. Probably gained it back in a few months, if not a month. I think I did it again, like, senior year. Like, okay, let's get fit for prom. But, like, couldn't could never be really consistent with it. And prom dress shopping was a tragic, like, was, like, just very traumatic. Um, people just feel like, oh, because you're overweight, you should wear black. Because it makes you look smaller. I was like, I don't want to wear a black dress. And, like, we went to Manhattan and just, like, the dress stores there just didn't understand, like, why I wouldn't want to wear black if the store even had dresses that fit me. But, like, that was a whole nother thing. So, anyway. So, fast forward to whenever gastric bypass became a thing. Like, when that first came out. And I was like, I want that. And my mother's like, I'm not sure you should get that. I feel like you're really young. I was like... 20. I mean, we were like 19, 20. She's like, you're really young. You're going to die. I was like, thanks. And everybody just kind of felt like, well, you're going to die. That's bad. Don't do that. It's not that serious. You can like lose weight. And I'm like, oh, fuck. I hate everybody. Let me just get surgery. This is going to be so easy. But my mother was like, I'm not signing off on it. Like, no, you're not doing it. Whatever. I like joined Weight Watchers 100,000 times been like I've joined Weight Watchers a million times it would always work for a little while and then you like plateau and I get discouraged and I would stop I joined Jenny Craig lost like 70 pounds was like okay and this lady I used to work with would be like once you stop eating their food you're gonna gain the weight back and I was like shut up shut up shut up shut up shut up so I started to reduce the amount of food because it's also very expensive like $200 a week I would spend on their food and that didn't come with like the vegetables you need to go with me like it's just a lot of money so <laughs> I stopped eating the food as much and then my dad died and I gained 100 pounds so I lost 70 gained 100 so now I'm like 300 something pounds out here living my worst life not really my worst life I was like I would but like I was still like didn't have like high blood pressure didn't have high cholesterol like all of that stuff was fine I was just 
315 pounds at my heaviest that I know of. And now my dad died. My mother started to get more sick. I knew that my dad dying made me eat myself into 100 pounds. And I was like, oh, my God, if my mom dies, I am going to gain another 100 pounds. I'm going to be 400 pounds. That is going to be really, really, really hard to lose. What am I going to do? 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 So I started freaking out. And then I said, I'm going to go get a surgery. So <laughs> this is a story many people don't know. And I think the people who know don't really talk about it. We just try to pretend that it never happened because it is a touchy situation for me. And I'm like a little hesitant about sharing it. But I will because somebody else might have this experience and this might help somebody out. Um, and to tell this is not to, as I would hope that people would be sensitive to it and it would not turn into almost a joke. Um, but that's my disclaimer. So in order to prepare for my mom's death, I was like, all right, so I don't go and gain a bunch of weight. I'm going to go have weight loss surgery. So I like found a doctor and I went through a program or like not a program but like you have to have a psych evaluation you have to um meet with the doctor every month for six months to see if you're losing weight because you should be trying to lose weight before you have the surgery I never lost weight I think I gained weight during the six months um I had the psych evaluation. I had to go to like these different workshops and stuff. Had to join a support group. Like it was like a lot of things I had to do. Did all of that. Mom dies in June. I had surgery in August. Um, that ain't shit boyfriend that I told y'all about before we were dating at the time. He kind of like put me down about it. Like, why would you have surgery? This is a waste. Um, you could just like exercise and eat. And I'm like, I've tried that. It's really hard. Like losing weight is like a hard thing. I can lose it. It's hard to be for me to maintain it. That's my struggle. It's still my struggle. Um, but whatever. Had the surgery. I lost a lot of weight really fast because you can't eat. You can't drink. Like you just... Don't do anything, so you lose weight. And I think I lost maybe like 70 pounds. And then I learned how to get around the fullness. I learned how to get around uh, the throwing up, like all of the stuff that, you know, because there would be times that I'd be eating and I'm like, damn full, going to throw up, throw up. And then you like sit for a little while and you're like, okay, I can eat again. And you, the, the, the surgeon explained to me that your stomach is a balloon. So where we're going to cut half of it out, it could still um, inflate again. And you could be able to fill it back up again. And I was like, yeah, that's not going to happen. I'm going to eat small portions. But when you go out with people, especially people who don't know that you've had surgery, and you eat like a half a burger or you eat like two bites or something, and people are looking at you like, bitch, you're big. Why you can't eat? <laughs> And you don't want to have the conversation that you've had surgery, it becomes weird. And then like it's like weird to then like be in social of social settings. I found it hard for me personally. I found it hard to be in social settings and not be eating or like just be struggling to eat and trying not to throw up. And in the beginning when you couldn't drink, like all of that was just like really hard for me. 
And so, like I said, I found a way around it. So I know that I can eat. I can eat several times a day, very small portions. So instead of me eating like three giant meals, if I ate 700 (laughs) small meals all day, I'm like good. But the thing with eating all of those small meals all day and not necessarily eating the best of things, I gained weight back. So most people, like I said, don't know that I've had surgery because you look at me now and you're like, oh, you're fat. (laughs) And people who have surgery are skinny. Yeah. But some people also gain their weight back because it is not a guaranteed, uh, you don't get like guaranteed results if you don't do the work. Now, there are people who put the work in and they're like, I will never be fat again. And they eat small portions and they exercise and they do all the things that they should do and they remain healthy and they remain uh, small. And then there are people like me who, if I didn't have the scars, I probably wouldn't know. Um, So lost like 70 pounds and then I started to gain it back. So I think I was like, I don't even remember how much I weighed before I... When I was like at my smallest, like from the weight loss, but like not like, uh, I think I was like 220, 230, whatever, something like that. So then I started gaining weight back and got up to like 285, I want to say, or maybe 265. No, yeah, I got up to 265. I'm like, oh, this is dangerously close to 300 pounds again. Oh my God, I don't want to be 300 pounds again. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. My friend was getting married. And so <laughs> I was a bridesmaid and she's like, all right, we're going to go pick dresses. So the 18 was tight. The 20 was big. And I was like, I don't want to order a 20 and get it adjusted. I'm going to just lose weight and I'm going to get this 18. And she's like, Joy, <laughs> don't fuck with me. And don't fuck up my wedding. I'm like, nah, nah, nah. I'm about to lose all this weight. You know I got you, girl. So it comes to two weeks before the wedding. She's like, everybody, we have a bridal shower. She's like, everybody come. Bring your dresses. We're gonna. I want to see what everyone looks like in their dress. So I, I can't zip my dress. My dress don't fit. The wedding is in two weeks. She's like, bitch, you need to do something. So I'm like, not eating. I'm working out a lot. Like it was just, I just like went on like this, like super mega diet. And then it still didn't fit. Like it like zipped a little bit more, but it didn't fit fit. I went and got a shaper that like squeezed the life out of me. I think I still have like a bruise from the shaper because it dug into my skin. And my dress still ripped at the wedding. (laughs) Like at the reception, I like, I don't know, got down low and my zipper busted because a bitch needed to just buy a fucking bigger dress. But anyway, so I was like, fuck, like I'm gaining weight again. I can't lose weight. What I'm going to do, 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 what I'm going to do. Now now I'm like on Instagram and I'm following um, this woman named Za and she runs this, this weight loss challenge called Fuck Being Fat. And so one of my friends was like, oh, we should join this. And I was like, uh, all right, whatever. So we join. We I start like doing the challenge, and I the first one I did, I lost nineteen pounds, and I was like, oh no, I lost twenty one pounds. I lost twenty one pounds. I was like, okay, I bet you lost twenty pounds. All right, maybe I'm gonna do another one. I do another one back to back. I lose nineteen pounds. So now I'm down forty pounds, feeling good, looking good, um, and like I just got kept it up, like 
losing weight was just kind of like a thing that I was I was like about. It was like it really became a lifestyle. I would people be like, "Oh, let's hang out." I'm like, "Nope, going to a class." Oh, nope, going to the gym. Oh, nope, got a meal prep. Like like my life was very much focused on losing weight. And I got down to 208 pounds, which was the lowest I've ever weighed in my adult life. And like about to be the lowest that I had weighed in years. And I was like, um, eight pounds for my goal or nine pounds for my goal. Cause I wanted to be like 199, <sighs> which means that I don't have to work out and eat well every day, which is not really true joy. And so <laughs> I gained weight again. <laughs> Then I was in a relationship. And so then it's like, oh, we going out to eat. Okay. So now I'm not going to the gym as much because I'm like boo loving or I'm whatever. I'm just like, also like, I think I'm naturally a lazy person. So like, if I don't have to go work out, then I'm not going to work out. And like, I should just always be working out because you should never not be moving your body. So I just got really complacent and I just like, fell off this whole journey and gained some weight. And when I say some weight, I mean a lot of weight. I'm not going to give you a number, but it's a lot. And so when I posted this video and people are like, you look so good. Oh my God, girl, you're so skinny. I'm like, no, I'm not. And it made me almost want to just be like, you know what, Joy, you are standing in your own way of your own greatness. And I think that was like the issue with me having to lose nine more pounds. It's like, what if I do it? What if I really hit my goal? Like, what what happens then? And I think sometimes we're so afraid of being great and we're so afraid of, like, being successful that we stand in our way all the time. Like, I know people who've been who've had the same goal for years. And I'm like, I don't understand why you're not where you should be. But, like, it's like, oh, you should go do this thing. Oh, well, I got to go first over here and da-da-da-da-da. And we put so many barriers. We, like, throw our own barriers in our way to, like, not reach our own goals. And then some other shit happens that you didn't plan for. And then now it's like, oh, see, if that didn't happen, then I would have been there. Like, oh, if I didn't get in a relationship, I would have been in 100-something pounds now. Maybe. Maybe not. A bitch probably would have still been eating. Because I like food and I'm lazy. <laughs> and getting up and going to the gym or going to the gym after work is just not something that I want to do. So it's like, what else do I do? So I was like, all right, boom, there's a jump rope here. I could wake up in the morning and jump rope. I said that on Sunday. It is Saturday. You think I jumped rope? No. But like, what is what is what is the thing that is keeping me from doing it? And sometimes I think it's like really being like, and if you are 190 pounds, what would life be like? Oh, people would be trying to talk to me. Oh, my God. Like, then I'd be annoyed. And then I'm like, but maybe you wouldn't be annoyed. Oh, if you want to have a baby, maybe you'll have a healthier pregnancy if it was smaller. Like, it's like all of these things in my head. So I'm just trying to figure it out. Trying to, like, get over my own self. Get over the anxiety of, like, you're going to die if you exercise because your heart's going to explode. Like, that's not going to happen. It's probably not going to happen. And I should just stop using that as an excuse to not work out. And I should stop using being, don't like and going to the grocery store as an excuse to not eat healthy. You know, like I just have to get over my own bullshit in order to really, one, be healthy. Because that's the real, the, the, the goal of it is to be healthy. I'm sitting here looking at fucking pills in front of me that I'm like, oh, did I take my pills last night? No, no, I gotta take them now. Or should I just wait till later on in the day? Like, I'm only 33. I feel like this shouldn't be my life. You know, I shouldn't be walking around like, mm. 
did my heart beat a little irregular right now? You know, like, and I am the only one standing in my way of my health, my my goal, you know, reaching my goals. Like, I just have to, like, stop. And I feel like some of y'all listening probably just need to stop and get out of your own way and just make shit happen. Because why not? Why not? What happens? What What is the fear of the success? And that is what I want to think about this week or the next two weeks. And I'll let you know in two weeks, like, what has happened. Um, because, like, fuck it, just go out and be great. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what we finna do. We about to be great. All right, so... I'm going to get my life together. I hope you listening. Go get your life together. And if this isn't a message for you, go tell a friend like, hey, stop being your own barrier. Because we all do it. We all do it. We all stop doing something or we make an excuse about something. Because I think sometimes there's a fear of like, what if I do succeed? It's not so much if you fail. I think it's if you succeed, then what happens? So yeah, get out your own way and be motherfucking great. Thank you so much for listening. The next episode will be out on. Look at the calendar. If I knew my phone password, not April 29th. Oh, it's three episodes this month because it's a long month. Or not. I don't know. It's five weeks. Whatever. Anyway, April 29th is the next episode. Um, Yeah. So let's get into it. Thank you again for listening.